When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome into a new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Starting the show off just slightly differently, and we will get to the fantasy talk shortly. If you have no interest about my opinion on the Anthony Bass situation, go ahead and skip ahead 60 seconds and uh, and enjoy the rest of the program. Earlier this week, Toronto DFA'd Anthony Bass. They said in part because of his performance and in part because of a social media post that he shared on his own account, later deleting and apologizing for, but it was a non-pro Pride Month post. Uh, and of course, in the midst of Pride Month, that did not go over well. I guess what I want to say is simply this. Sports need to be sports. And we have infiltrated sports with politics and with promotion of things that do not unify. Sports used to be a unifying factor in America, where no matter what you believed religiously, politically, uh, sociologically, it didn't matter when you came to the ball field. You came to watch baseball. And it always brought people together. In some of the hardest moments in our country, baseball unified. Now we allow other things to come into the sport that don't unify people. And when someone says anything negative or anything not positive about the thing that is being promoted, they apparently uh, lose their job. And I think that's a scary place to be in America. It's a scary place to be in professional sports. If you're only allowed to think one way uh, or you lose your job, well, before long, we got people who aren't allowed to say anything. And I think that's a very, very scary situation. Uh, is Anthony Bass a great baseball player who deserves to be on a roster? He's not a great baseball player. But if they're going to say that part of the reason he was DFA'd was because of this social media post that he shared, whether or not they agreed with it or not, it should not have cost him his job. And I hope that Toronto or some team makes it right. I know that we're in a society that we're supposed to agree with all of the uh, at least one side of the agenda. And if we don't, we're considered bad people, hateful people, disrespectful people, all these kinds of things. And granted, some people are, but you cannot, you should not lose your job as a baseball player because of a post that did not have any vulgarity in it, uh, that actually was standing against some vulgarity, but needless to say, uh, did not go with the flow of the things going on in Toronto or in Major League Baseball for the month of June. I think it's sad, and I think it's wrong, and I hope it gets righted, but I don't have a lo whole lot of expectation that it will. At the end of the day, let's just play baseball. Why do we have to make it about everything else? Hopefully, sports can get back to sports. Well, here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're actually going to talk baseball. That's right. We're going to talk fantasy stars that you should sell right now because the price is right. We're also going to have a guest come on and talk about Jacob deGrom, uh, as well as Pete Alonzo, the New York Mets, and all things in the NL East. And we'll close out the episode with the uh, favorite segment of them all, the ads 
and drops. That's what's cooking on today's Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome into the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. If you survived the first two minutes, you're going to love the next 58. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. We're presented by Belly Up Fantasy Sports and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover. And as I am pretty much every week, I'm joined now by the senior fantasy baseball writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, Mr. Kevin Wilson. Kevin, how you doing, man? I am doing great. And uh, just want to uh, concentrate on some baseball. I'm all with you on that. Baseball is where it is. There it we brings have. us together, Kevin. It brings and, us together uh, and, you know, throughout whatever social strata you might be involved in, wherever you live, baseball. We can all sit down and enjoy a great game of baseball. So. Yes, or a miserable weekend of getting swept by or, the A's, one or the yeah. other. So, yeah, uh, so, you know, some people enjoy it more than others in the current scenarios. But, uh, yeah, so baseball, yeah, love baseball. Love baseball. Uh, and it has been crazy. Uh, I dropped the MLB power rankings for week 11 uh, earlier today. I saw today. that. And if you haven't seen it already, you need to get over, once we're done here, of course, get over to the belly, belly up actual regular side of things belly and check out fun. your article because yeah. it's – as always, outstanding. It's locked and loaded for sure. Uh, we want to say hello to our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page, Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page as well, and all those listening later via the podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Kevin, let's get into it. We got a guest coming in in about five minutes, so let's get on to the fantasy. Let's get into uh, it. What segment is it? Fantasy Burner segment. Here we go. <laughs> Fantasy Burner segment, a uh, segment where we spend just a few moments talking about one specific fantasy topic presented by MahlerBros.com. Use code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase at MahlerBros.com. Uh, great golf apparel and other things as well. Make sure you check it out. All right, so Kev, today I wanted to go over some fantasy. I put the word stars in parentheses. Okay, but the I'm idea glad that is putting that in guys, parentheses. Right, because yes, I've got guys, guys who got names that people know that people usually have on their team guys in the upper, you know, they're owned by 95% or, or 90% or more of people, something like that. But you think, Hey, yeah, they're doing fine. Maybe they're not doing great, but they're doing fine. Now's the time to sell on these guys and uh, move on. So let's do, I don't know what you have. I don't know what your list is. I've got, I've got up to three hitters and one pitcher. I was thinking maybe we do one of each, but I don't know what you have. Okay. So, uh, I was thinking about this, and uh, I've come up with some players that you might find surprising, given where I currently live and given the fact that I'm currently wearing a Rangers shirt right okay. here. All right. But uh, one of the things that we need to take into account when we're looking at, uh, you know, moving players, deciding who, where, how, is statistics. You can get buried in the statistics. But you also need to take into account the schedule. Yeah. And so I'm going to select, and um, I'll leave it up to people think they're stars or not. But sure. my selections are going to be off the Texas Rangers. 
Okay. And the reason why I'm doing that is because up until Friday, the Rangers had the easiest schedule in all of Major League Baseball. That changed because they went down to Tampa and played the team with the best record in baseball. And <laughs> starting Friday, 20 out of the next 26 games for the Rangers are played against teams with winning records. Okay. Okay, so the easy coasting ride is over now mm. for at least the next month or so. So the first player I'm going to throw out there is a guy who has really gone meteorotic, if that's a word. And uh, he has been pitching like nobody's business, and that's Nathan Eovaldi. Mm. And he has really, like I said, he has come through. And he's pitching deep in the games. He's keeping players. He even won against Tampa yesterday. And so he is a guy that I think that you could sell that has name recognition that people do know right now because all you have to do is look at his stats. Mm -hmm. And if you can get somebody who or somebody's that's, you know, you make, you make the judgment on what your team needs. Maybe you need a hitter or a couple of hitters. You could probably get and trade him and get yourself a nice haul for him. That's so, what I was going to ask you too. And I didn't prepare you for this part of it, but, um, the return, right? So anytime we're talking about trading, you always got to think about what you can get back. And right. for Evaldi, do you think you can get a, a starting, like a, another guy in the, the upper 90 percentile, um, outfielder, so to say, or maybe a guy that's in the upper 80s and a guy that's in the 60s, uh, maybe in return? I would think that you could get a guy that's probably in the 80 percent and then also somebody that's in the 60 percent yeah. range for him. Because like nobody's pitching better in all of baseball than Nathan Eovaldi. He's having so, a solid season. Yeah. Solid season, solid, solid season. And so of course you, you make the judgment of what your team needs. And then if you have him or somebody like him, another player that uh, we've talked about many times is John Gray. He hasn't mm -hmm. been nearly as dominant, but he has been very in fact, he pitched a complete game yeah. the other day against St. Louis. Man, so you know how much he, I hate John Gray. I mean, I know I you do. I know John you Gray. do. And you know, well, I was high on him, and you, you and I yeah. both agreed that he you no, know, don't do it. But then he started laying down some. He's been good from the last five or six starts or so. Yeah, Eovaldi's pitched better than him, but not by much. Yeah, I and still don't want John Gray because I don't believe in John Gray. But okay, uh, but I don't. If, I don't know what it is. I need to get John Gray on the show. We need to talk it out. Um, yeah. I just cannot stand the guy. Uh, so no, okay. no John Gray for me. Okay, <laughs> so he's currently on my team. Yeah. Because I said, okay, dude, you're pitching well, and he has, like I said, pitched very well. Yeah. So, not a star, but. But you but could good, probably you could sell him as being a star to somebody that needs pitching. All right, let me give you two guys real quick because uh, my opening segment went longer than I was thinking it would. Um, okay. uh, Clayton Kershaw, and here's okay. the reason why. Okay, First I'm interested to hear that. We're we're going now. It's a long season, and Kershaw's is. old, and he's he pitching is. great. He's having a good good time. But again, yep. I'm looking at who can I get something in return for. Clayton Kershaw has a name recognition. We talked about he that. Uh, he as well has had a good season. 
I just think that you're going to see him possibly get injured um, later on as the season goes, wear down a little bit. Uh, I think his high note for this season is going to happen within this month of June. And after that, it's going to start to taper, maybe not drastically, but start to taper. And I think if, if you want to trade him, now's the time to do it where you can actually go get something in return. Again, I like to get, depending on the size of the league, right? I'm in a 12-man league. I like to sell high on the guys and get two guys in return and get rid of a guy that's in the fifth percentile that has right. just been dragging along. Um, right. And I think I'll Kershaw can land man. that as well. And I'll give you a second guy, too. Uh, and I actually did this this week in a league. Uh, Luis Arias from Miami. You're not getting uh, him from me. Let me. He just has say been very good. His batting average is phenomenal. He's been um, all this kind of stuff. But I traded him straight up for Austin Riley. Um, now, okay. now listen, Arias gives you more more position flexibility, um, and that's probably the highest point of him. This is in a cats league that I traded him. Um, Austin Riley yeah, gives me more in the categories that. that I need uh, because I don't get any power. Out of a ride. No, at Cats League, <laughs> I can see what you're saying. Yeah. He, he's definitely not as worthy as in points league. No question yeah. about that. He's having a great year. I mean, and that's not, I'm not saying trade him because he's bad. <laughs> I'm saying trade him because now's the time you get the most value out of him. All right, Kev, do you have one more you want to share before we bring in the guest? I'm with. All right. Okay, so I'm going to stay with the Texas Rangers and another guy that, that uh, was an all star year ago, first baseman, Nathan Lowe. Is a guy who he's left-handed hitter, and he he brings he does have power, he does have the hitting skills, but uh, once again, they're not going to be facing the dregs of baseball, and so and he's only a first baseman, so perhaps you can move him for a guy who either has more position flexibility than that, or perhaps a pitcher if that's what you need, mm-hmm. so. Um, I hate to admit that I would be selling or, you know, the Texas Rangers. I guess that's better than if I was going to you know, try and sell the Dodgers. But, uh, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Nathan, Nathaniel Lowe is the guy that I would look at to see if there's interest in him and possibly move him. And uh, so that's my guy. That's my okay. hitter, Nathaniel Lowe. There you go. I've got other names that we won't delve into, but Nolan Arenado and Mike Trout are two guys that I would consider as well. Uh, can you get some really great value for right now? There's guys out there that are looking. I So I went to a Marlins fan is where I made my trade. Uh, I went to him. Okay. I knew he was going to want him. So I go out there and say, here you go, man. How about Austin Riley? And uh, and it was, I mean, almost instant uh, that I got the response of yes. I was like, oh, that was fast. Okay. Um, so, I have Austin Riley as well in my, you know, as you know, in my league. So I see yeah. to him really turning it on down the stretch. All right. Uh, very good. That's our Fantasy Burner segment presented by Mahler Bros Golf. Make sure you go to MahlerBros.com and use code BellyUp for 15% off your purchase. It's now time for our second segment of the show, The Call to the Pin. Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, the best textured, and the freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% 
off your purchase. Now it's time to bring in our guest, his first time on this show. He's belly up writer, Brian Germanero. How you doing, man? Good. How about you guys? Doing good. Doing Thanks good. for taking some time to be on with us. Yeah, of course. I love this. <laughs> uh, let's start with this. You just put out an article this week on Jacob deGrom and what's next for him. And me and Kevin have not chatted since the uh, Tommy John announcement. Uh, so let's let's get into it, though, Brian, kind of basing off your article. By the way, great article. Read it. Oh, uh, that's right. I did. I read it as well. So, yeah, so definitely bring it on the power. There we go. Uh, so let's get into it. You don't have to read your article word for word. We want people to go read it on for themselves. But what now for, for Jacob DeGraw? Well, you can't expect him to be the ace pitcher anymore. Like, he's already 34 years old. He's already, he's going to miss the rest of this season. He'll be back maybe August, but this is also Jacob DeGrom, very famously injury-prone, barring a setback, which you always have to expect at this point with DeGrom. I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the entire 2024 season. So realistically, you're getting DeGrom back in 2025. Will it be 36, about to turn 37? Regression's going to set in eventually. Like, we all like to talk about how DeGrom is, like, not human. He's throwing 102 miles per hour. Tommy John surgeries and natural regression, it's going to bring him down to, you know, he's no longer going to be this ace pitcher. Maybe, like, a third guy at best, but I'd say maybe more of a back end at best. A back end at best. That would be crazy. I, I almost think, man, just retire. Just call it a day. Move on to the yeah. next career. Well, Seeing as how he has a five-year deal, he's not retiring. Okay, just not gonna do it. He's not leaving that cash on the table. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's—it's just so sad to watch his career go down, down like this. Because there was his hope that when he went to Texas, these weird nagging injuries would just go away, and they just have it. And seem to get lucky because it was always like him pitch three or four innings, and then it's like elbow tightness, he's out, and then you know. He would go, he'd miss a start, and then come back the next one, and it was the same song and dance. So he got lucky. His luck just ran out at this point. Should he consider a one-inning role when he comes back? That wouldn't be a bad idea. I really, I think it would help him a lot. He's got to learn to pitch, you know, every, every, you know, every single night. But yeah, I think that might be a good role for him to, you know, continue to make a big impact. Kev, would you be in on DeGrom as a closer, or do you think he needs to try to make his return? Well, it, it, it worked. It, it worked down there in Atlanta for a while yeah, and um, for a certain Hall of Fame pitcher. So I could see that possibly working. I don't know with his uh, mentality if, if that would be a, a fit or not. Because he's one of those guys, like you said, that Brian, you said he wants to throw a pitch 102 miles an hour. And so maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know why I'm thinking it was Chapman. Was he a starter to begin in, in his major league baseball career? I don't, Chapman? I don't, he probably a starter at some point, but yeah. I don't know if the majors. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like there was somebody else who was a starter 
and then never really worked out as a starter, which is not DeGrom's case, of course, uh, but then ended up being a closer and ended up being really good as a closer for a while. But anyways, I'm sure somebody out there can let us know. Drop us a shout and let us know who I'm thinking of that I can't think of any names <laughs> right now, but that's okay. Now, Brian, you are a Mets fan, correct? Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's start with the – the good years, the good, if there were good DeGrom years, obviously DeGrom was phenomenal as a Met. The problem came with the injuries. It also came with no run support. Um, how yeah. frustrating was the, were those years of watching DeGrom go out there and pitch below one on the ERA and still lose games one to nothing uh, or something like that? It has to be the most frustrating experience. It's like water torture because, like, you are, you're watching the Grom pitch better than anyone ever seen before. And you're like, well, we're going to lose one nothing. Like, this is just painful to watch. I can't even imagine. Now, I'm a Brewers fan, so I have enough agony in my life. But uh, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine. You know, when we went out and got CC for that one year, he just was so phenomenal and so great. And thankfully, they had a team that could help him out. Uh, it has been weird to watch the Mets, though, struggle so badly to put up runs when DeGrom was there. Um, it looked like they were going to be able to put up some runs this year and continue to do so. Pete Alonso, though, goes out now and is going to miss a, a, a good bit of games here uh, in his absence here as well. Uh, are, there, are you concerned about the Alonso injury? Um, a little bit because it's a bone bruise and a sprain. People always say that sprains are worse than breaks because, like, mm-hmm. if you break a bone, you put it in the cast and it heals. Sprains can last for years. Like I know, like I know, you can't compare with athletes, but I have friends who sprained their ankles, and years will go by. It's like my ankles bothering me today. So I hope that's not the case with Pete. That you know, he's up there swinging a bat, and ow, my my wrist is hurting me. But I I hope that's not the case with him. He seems like a pretty tough guy that will, you know, manage it. Now this off season, the Mets made some pretty big moves. They also made some moves for some rather old fellows. Um, were you happy with the moves they made this offseason? And what was the expectation coming into the year? I was happy. The expectation was definitely win more than 90 games and make a playoff spot. Now, I would love to win the division. We cannot beat the Braves for whatever reason. And the Phillies showed us last year that you don't need to win the division to make a deep run. Just get hot at the right time. So I just need them to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. I wanted to go no deeper than, you know, the NLCS. This was my expectation for this ball club. But that is not the case anymore. And I don't know if this team's even going to make the playoffs at this point, (laughs) even though the NL is pretty weak this year. You know, to be honest, Brian, uh, the Mets are making a liar out of me. Because remember, Vince, a couple weeks ago, I said that the Mets looked like they were turning things around. And uh, you might want to look at some of their players to add to your teams because I thought they were going to, Get get hot. Well, they're two and eight out of their last ten. Yeah, so. and it's like a few times a season they've done that. It was like, oh, this is they're turning the corner finally, and then they get swept. It's like, oh well, nope, I guess not. And they went two and eight in a ten game stretch where the Phillies went seven and three, the Marlins right. went eight and two, the Braves went eight and two. That doesn't help your cause when the no, rest of the division knocked down that first. That's hard to overcome. Yeah, I mean the East, yeah. the NL East is over. You you have to be delusional to still think the Mets have a chance in the NL East. It's the it's the Braves division. I agree a hundred percent on that one. The question though is, okay, now they get the other teams, the Marlins. 
in my power rankings the last two weeks, I've had the Marlins at number 10. And both times I put in there, I do not believe in the Marlins. But I also will not ignore what they've been able to do to this point. I have a feeling that they're just not going to last. They're going to start to fade off a little bit. Um, but here they sit. They're three and a half back from Atlanta, but they're four and a half up on the Phillies. So uh, from someone who is a fan of a team in the NL East, how do you view the Marlins? Like you said, I view them as a team that they start off hot, but they're going to, they don't have the momentum to keep this going. They're going to, you know, hit the dog days of summer, July, August, come back to earth a little bit. I mean, Luis Arise is hitting 400 deep in the Jew. Okay. That, like, history tells us that is a pace that it's very hard to keep up. Like, Ted Williams is the only, the last guy to do it, and that was 1940-something. Like, it's, yeah. there's a track yeah. where you well, can't yeah, keep this up. Kevin was 10. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Brian, what do you expect Luis Arias to finish hitting? 380? I would would say between 350 and 380, yeah. That's what I would expect. Not 400, but I think he'll he'll come down to earth a little bit. I think he's, you know, when do you think the 400 ride ends? A week? Two weeks? I would say by the end of June, which kind of behind us. Yeah, I'd say all-star, all-star break. Uh, he'll take a little bit of time off an all-star break. Maybe he ends up doing something in the all-star game, one of the extra things, all that kind of stuff. It throws him off. Worry about being in the home run derby, so you don't yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, but I, that's what I think. I think when you give all those guys that are hot, you give them a break, uh, that's not that's not great. Uh, no. You just want to keep riding that momentum as long as you can. And that's when yeah. I think things start to slow down. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. And, like, if we get deep enough and he is carrying it, the pressure is going to be so on him that I don't think he can withstand it. Like, you hear, like, Pete Alonso when he was trying to break the home run, uh, the rookie home run record, went through, like, a two-week period where he was, like, two for, like, 40. He was, like, I was just so set on this home run record that I couldn't, like, think of anything else. That type of pressure is going to come to someone like Arise who's doing something we haven't seen in years. What about the Phillies? The Phillies are a team that they went big in the offseason. They went big several offseasons now. They started off so slow, so bad. The pitching was not good. Uh, They seem like they've got it figured out. Are they going to be the team? Can they sniff the division lead or are they going to always be a distant second? There'll always be a different second. There's no team, in my opinion, that can catch the Atlanta Braves. They are the best team in the National League right now. But they could make it a little interesting. I think they would be a weekend where, like, oh, you know, they're only five games out. You know, they, they go on a winning streak here. Something big's going to happen. But it's this is the Braves by far and away. This thing. And they can always play off of the last year's run. You know, exactly. We don't, even, we don't even want to win the division. Oh no, it's better for us to go through the wild card and yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> is there a team as a Mets fan? Is there a team in the East not named the Braves that scares you? I would say the Phillies because of what we saw last season because they looked. I mean, the Mets beat the Phillies fourteen of fifteen last year. Like it was like some ridiculous number. And they were 82 and 82 going to the playoffs and won this World Series run. So they have experience. They know how to win 
terrify me as a Mets fan. This team knows that, hey, we might be down, we might not be doing well, but we can get hot at the right time, and who knows where this can take us. Go ahead, Kev. Okay, so, uh, Ryan, do you think that, that Bryce Harper is going to play any games in the field, or is he going to be the DH all year? DH all year. That's a big investment they made. They're not going to want to hurt him. They'll, they'll keep him on the bench. They'll keep him in the designated hitter spot all season. Maybe in like a meaningless game in September, they'll try it, but they're not going to want to risk it. Who's the guy in New York, Brian, that the fantasy baseball fan, the non-Mets fan, doesn't know about that's in New York that's either really good already or He's the guy we got to watch for coming up in New York. That's a really good question. I mean, I look at guys – when I play fantasy baseball, I always look for contact hitters over power. So guys like McNeil, Nimmo, those would be the guys I would be targeting right now. And even, like, if you want just, like, a couple-week hot streak, Tommy Pham has been the best hitter in this Mets lineup for the past week now. If you need just fast points, throw them in a utility spot, Take off the waiver wire, put me in the Tilly spot, and just ride this hot streak out. Kevin, didn't you bring up Fam last week? Uh, not last week. I have brought him up in the past, and okay. I did see him, you know, come to the plate and actually hit a home run. So I have seen him do that this very week. So uh, he's a he's a guy that can get hot. And uh, my question about a fantasy player to you, Brian, would be Francisco Alvarez. The catcher, DH, yeah, for the Mets, who's been very hot of late. Is he a guy that uh, you might want to pick up? I would definitely pick up Francisco Alvarez. He is doing – he, a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't even, like, fathomable that someone could beat Corbin Carroll for NL Rookie of the Year. What Alvarez has done in the past few weeks, and sure, maybe the Mets bias is getting in the way a little bit here, Alvarez <laughs> now has a legit <laughs> shot at that record. Like, yeah, I, anyone care was going to win. Yeah, I can I can tell you that there is a little bit of bias in that statement. Uh, I don't no, think I, I, I don't think anyone touching Corbin Carroll. But that being said, it's good to have someone else in the race where at least someone we can actually play around with yeah. a little bit and be like, right. hey, it's a two-man unlike, race. Unlike the guy I talked about last week, James Outman, who yeah. <laughs> is now out. He's out, man. About. out. <laughs> in baseball man, and had so. the last name Outman. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that's you know, such so. a superstitious name. <laughs> I think so it, he, I think it's uh, uh it's got to be Northern American Canadian, you know, Outman or something like that. I don't know, but uh, uh <laughs> just yeah. pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, definitely. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, let's see here. Are, so are the Mets like any shot this year? Like I, 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 right now it seems like you're at that point where you're like, man, I really hope they can make the playoffs, but it's just, it doesn't look good. Right. Yeah. It all depends on what Verlander and Scherzer are going to do. Verlander, you know, he hasn't looked great. Scherzer has bounced back a little bit, but the beginning of the season definitely scares you. If Verlander and Scherzer can pitch to a level and Sanga can figure out how to pitch on regular rest, then, yes, this Mets team does have a shot. You know, they might be 31 and 34, but last time I checked, they were like two games out of the wild card spot. The NL the NL's a little weak this year, so there definitely is a chance if Verlander and Scherzer can pitch to be the pitcher we thought they'd be, 
that they can sneak into that third wild card spot. And they got to figure out the DH situation. Daniel Vogelback cannot be in this lineup anymore. <laughs> I love Daniel Vogelback, but you're right. I he do cannot. too. I do too. But like, <laughs> yeah, approach. sometimes you got to take off the kid gloves though and just admit what what it is. Yeah, like he, the Mets are three. Approach. <laughs> like he doesn't have the body to be that kind of hitting approach. Like get on base and then steal second base. I know Vogelback's not stealing second. Right. No. No, no offense, no, Vogelback. I love you. No, no. Yeah. No worries there. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Mets are three games back in the wild card race, and they're sitting at the same record as the Cincinnati Reds. That's not a good thing. Uh, and then they're going to have to fight over the Padres, Phillies, and Giants as it currently sits. Milwaukee, Miami, and the Dodgers are the three teams in uh, with, of course, Pittsburgh and first in the Central, which is mind-blowing. Um, yeah, good for them. <laughs> good for them. Screw Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, no, it is. It is good for them. I'm glad it's not St. Louis, so I got no problem yeah. with it. Yeah, uh, a little yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, in the AL, by the way, just for what it's worth, the Orioles, Yankees, and Astros are the three in the wild card spot. Toronto and the Angels are right there. Boston, Seattle, Cleveland, not too far out. The other teams uh, have a ways to go. Um, this division, though, in the, in the East is – I don't know. We talked about it before the season started. I mean, Kevin did, and and we thought it was going to be a, a tough, tough, you know, division with Atlanta, Philadelphia, and New York. Um, well, and Miami's now they just won't go away. So it'll be interesting no. to see how it breaks down. You've been clear, and I agree with you. The Braves are the team to beat in the NL East. Uh, there it comes around. Best case scenario for the Mets, realistically, uh, Brian. Best case scenario for the Mets this year. Best case scenario, they get hot. They make, you know, a 2015-style impact of the trade deadline, sneak into that third wild-card spot and get hot at the right time like the Phillies did last year. That's the best you can hope for right now. Who's the one guy the Mets need to add before the trade deadline? I was going to ask that. Do they need to add a pitcher or a hitter more? I would say a pitcher. Maybe, I don't know, like a pitcher on top of my head, but, like, look around, maybe Dylan Cease, maybe just, like, a middle rotation guy. They need an innings. They need a – a Chris Bassett type we had last year where the bullpen would just be just be taxed and we go to Bass and be like, we need eight innings and he give us the eight innings we needed. We need that guy who's just going to go out there and pitch. I like that. I think that's probably, probably a good call. Uh, Kevin, anything else for Brian? Uh, well, since we're talking about the NL East and I have a, a player on my team from the Miami Marlins and I'm talking about the rookie Yuri Perez. And do you think that he could keep that going? throughout the year or is he going to have a you know a rookie wall that he's going to run into he'll probably have a rookie wall wall at some point like even Aaron Judge had it during his rookie year that unbelievable season but I think he'll he'll write the ship and he'll have a very respectable season well very good all right uh he is Brian Germanero uh bellyupsports.com is where you can find his stuff is there anywhere else people can find GS social media or anything like that where people can follow you? Uh, so I have my Twitter. It's BrianPG1016 on Twitter. I, I tweet. I live tweet Met games when, okay. you know, they, they do cool. they make me happy. I'll tweet them. If they make me upset, I'll tweet. So a mix of both. <laughs> Very good. And Brian, maybe next year, if you're interested, uh, next year we got a fantasy baseball league and we'd love to get you in it if you'd like to be. So oh, I'd uh, love, love to. 
All right, very good. We'll check in with you throughout the season, uh, sometime after the the All Star break, and maybe after maybe the Mets make a big trade or something as well. But make sure you follow or catch Brian's articles on BellyUpSports.com. He had the Jacob Degrom article drop this week, uh, so you can catch that there. Brian, we really do appreciate you taking some time for our show today. Yeah, we no, do. Th- thank you guys. A lot of fun. All right. All right. Have a good one, man. You too now. Thanks. All right. There he is, Brian Germanero. Sure appreciate him taking time for us. All right, Kev, it's time for our final segment, The Fantasy Focus. All right. Uh, we've got a fun one uh, here today, Brian. Uh, Brian, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it is with ads and drops because I went on to do some research Okay. And saw there was a player available, and I thought, are you kidding me? And, man, I snatched him as fast as I could. I had to drop somebody. I didn't even care. Um, Man, I picked him up and dropped out uh, Jose Abreu, which is not a huge surprise. I saw that. And I was was stoked. So so there's going to be an ad for me. So I'm going to start. And it's a pitcher, and I was so excited. I couldn't believe he was there. Uh, It was the Los Angeles Dodgers. Bobby Miller, um, I couldn't believe he was available in our league with the way that he's been pitching as of late. I feel like we maybe even talked about him last week. So we did, we did, because okay. he pitched against Atlanta, if you remember, yeah. and he pitched well. Mm-hmm. And he well is is just the adjective that you can use with him <laughs> when when he's pitching. He pitches yeah. well. Yeah. So, Four games he's pitched. Three of them were quality starts. The other one was five innings against Atlanta. Um, he's got uh, 23 strikeouts in 6, 12, 18, 23 innings. Um, he's only allowed two runs on the year. His ERA is 0.78. His whip is 0.83. He has scored 19 points, 22 points, 23 points, 25 points in his four starts so far. He's next scheduled to start on Friday against the Giants. Uh, Bobby Miller, I think he should be he's, – he's rostered on 58.9% of ESPN leagues, and I feel like he should be on 80% easily. Absolutely, because uh, he's, he's keeping the uh, – him and, and Clayton Kershaw, as you just mentioned, are keeping mm-hmm. the Dodgers pitching staff afloat. As uh, Noah Syndergaard, not, not it. Not yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he came up, of course, in May from uh, AAA, and I mean he's been he's been lights out. I I w- I was shocked to see him sitting there, snagged him, almost forgot to do the rest of my research. Uh, Bobby Miller is a must add if he's available in your league. You got it. Even if you're in an eight man league, you want Bobby Miller on your pitching staff. Uh, this kid is good enough. He needs to be on on teams. I agree, hundred percent. All right, who you got, Kev? All right, so I, I asked uh, Brian just a moment ago about him, and that's uh, Francisco Alvarez. He's at 21% owned, and so this is what he's done over the last few days. Yeah, he, uh, he hit a home run, right? Then the next day he was two for five, hit two home runs with three RBIs. The next day he was one for five with an RBI and a run scored. The day after that, one for four with the home run. So – he is hot. He's hitless today, but he is swinging the bats. He was a guy that I was kind of like, I don't know about him, but 
he has been uh, over the last couple weeks or so, he has been really hot and he's a DH. So he'll be in your lineup probably more than most catchers. So if you are in need of catching help, I would certainly look at Francisco Alvarez's way. The, uh, the Mets that we just talked about are going the wrong direction, but Francisco Alvarez, you can't blame it on him because he's hit four home runs in the last four days. Wow. So, yeah, so power, if you need it, it's there. Uh, I'm sure since he has power, you know, strikeouts might be an issue, but he is covering that so far. So Francisco Alvarez, New York Mets, if you need catching, go and get him. I'm going to stick with the Mets also, actually. I did not bring this guy up uh, in our last our last segment, but um, it's a guy that you've heard of before. He was on a lot of teams last year, actually. Outfielder Mark Canna. Um, okay. Again, now this is a completely different than, than the Bobby Miller situation, where Bobby Miller should be on every team. Uh, Mark Canna is a guy that you stream. He's on there some when he's hot, take him off when he's not. Only owned in 5.2% of leagues. So if you need an outfielder, I think now's a good time to get him. On the series against Pittsburgh, he went for uh, 10 points, 1.6 points, and 3 points. Uh, he's getting your the points through different ways, stolen bases occasionally, RBIs, and some power throughout the year. Earlier in a Philadelphia series, he put up 17 points. Uh, so he's a guy that's when he's playing. Now, the problem is he doesn't play every day. Um, he plays two or three three days in a row, and he's one of those guys that's getting moved around. Now, I don't know how things get moved around with the Alonzo situation. If that means he's going to play more regularly, I'm not sure. But when he gets the chance, he's actually producing. Um, he's scored at least a point in every game he's been in uh, since since May, uh, with the exception of two games. So He's he's and only one point twice. The other times there's been six, there's been eight, there's been nine, there's been four, there's been two. Uh, he's putting up some points. So if you need an outfielder, Mark Canna's a way to go. He's a he's a relatively veteran player. He has an experience and uh, and he's been producing. So Mark Canna, I think that's a decent find for your outfield need right now. All right. So I know we've talked about how you don't want too many Cincinnati Reds on your team, <laughs> but. And I'm not going to talk about Ellie Dela Cruz, all right? Because okay. all right. you know there there are people who are dreaming, have been dreaming about him, and you know it, at night they're so excited about that guy. <laughs> but there's a player on Cincinnati who is because he's a shortstop by trade, but he's playing third base. And why is that? Because Matt McLean is at shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds, and currently. He is having. He's on a six-game hitting streak. He had two or more hits in three straight games, and so he is scoring runs. He has locked down that shortstop position, and he is at 27% owned. So, if you thought, well, maybe I could get Ellie Dela Cruz, which probably not, and you're like, oh, I'm depressed now. Go ahead and get the player that's next playing next to him. Who was keep it's so good that he's keeping Ellie Dela Cruz off shortstop. And so yeah, you know, this Reds team is weird, Kevin. Um, it is weird. Jonathan India hitters, they back. got a pitcher or two that you could probably get onto your team. Sure. So yeah. So Cincinnati yeah. is not the uh, hands-off team it was just not too long ago. Jonathan India's back and playing Jonathan well. India is a player that uh, Spencer Steer has been really Spencer good. Spencer's a guy we've talked about before. Yeah, he's rostered pretty much everywhere now. 
Um, Jake Fraley was having yeah, a really good year. Yeah. He's been injured, so that doesn't help. Uh, but he's he's had a good year too. There's been spikes of uh, what is it, Newman? Uh, yeah, Kevin Newman. Spikes of, of okay play by him. TJ Friedel, he's had okay games as well. Um, and then you bring in De La Cruz. Who knows what he's going to be like? Uh, but I'm all for trying the young guys. I love bringing in the guys. Had a hit. He has a hit in every game he's played so far. Yeah, and that home run wasn't been called up first. You know, game, against the Dodgers, he was a personal wrecking crew against the Dodgers. So. He has struck out he 10 of his 19 run off plate him. appearances. Right. That's a scary thing. Uh, but anyways, I say all that to say you're right. Um, I'm very much anti-Cincinnati Red players on my fantasy baseball team, but uh, I'm there's coming been some around cause, uh, Yeah, because I've got Matt McLean on another team. I don't have one. He's available in our league. I'm looking mm-hmm. right at it. So if if you need a shortstop, he's available in a lot of leagues. So go get him if you need one. And I'll talk about shortstop when we get to the drops. Um, okay. I've got a pitcher, another pitcher for you, Colin Ray in Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee, I don't know what's going on there right now. Freddie Peralta's not been good. Uh, no, Burns I added him today fine. to my detriment. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was not yeah. good. It, it, yeah. So uh, I added, um, I'm short circuiting yesterday, Julio Turhan. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, and that worked out. Yeah, he looked good. That worked yeah. out. Yeah. They blew so, it at uh, the end, but he, yeah, yeah, he looked good. Uh, but Colin Ray is this kid. Uh, he's been in the system in Milwaukee, been playing in Nashville for a few years, and, and they really like him. He's come on and he's played some really good baseball. His last four appearances against Houston, he had 18 points. San Francisco, 19 points. Cincinnati, 13 points. And Baltimore, 19 points. Uh, he's he's striking out some guys. He had eight strikeouts in his last game at Baltimore, 48 so far in the year. His ERA is at 447, a whips at 122. He's over 100 points, fantasy points on the year two, three and three record, only owned in 1.7% of leagues. If you're going to stream a Brewers pitcher, this is the guy you got to stream. Uh, Colin Ray is definitely the guy that's going to give you something. His next start is Wednesday against Minnesota. So if you need a pitcher on Wednesday, I think it's safe to put Colin Ray in there. I okay. trust him as much as I trust Freddie Peralta right now. Okay. So I have a pitcher that you might need on Wednesday as well. Okay. And this ties right into the article that I did. Because I sat down and I started with the intent of coming up with players that are widely available, just like I just did with the article before that. But I came across this guy and his, and I don't know what the, the AJ stands for, so I won't attempt that. AJ Smith Shaver, okay, Atlanta Braves. And I saw that he was pitching against the Washington Nationals. And he was less than 10% owned. I'm like, I got to get the word out on this guy as soon as possible, which I did. And uh, it was kind of funny because you know, Reddit, uh, some of the Reddit con- you know, people that read my article were like, hey, can you please keep it down about this guy? Because I wanted to get him. Now you're flashing lights all over the place. And apparently <laughs> his... It, right now he's at thirteen point four percent owned on ESPN, but apparently on Fan Tracks it went from eight and a half to sixty five point four percent owned. So, but as I said, he's at thirteen percent owned right now, and he pitched the other day against Washington, no runs on three hits. Hmm. So, very good. And his next start is against the Detroit Tigers. 
that's <laughs> about as soft a landing spot as you could possibly ask for for a pitcher making his first two major league starts against yep. the Washington Nationals and Detroit Tigers. So if you need a pitcher, this guy is available. And when it when it comes to pitching, it's like the Dodgers, they know how what to do with pitchers. Atlanta, no. they know what to do with pitchers. Boy, how and so so you 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 could we could talk about him, which I just did, and also uh Jared Schuster, also for Atlanta, is another guy. He's four point nine percent owned. Mm-hmm. And so he pitched today, or was it yesterday? Yesterday, three runs, eight hits. Not quite as good, but still. There's a couple pitchers. Atlanta's in first place, but they've got rookie guys who are making differences in their rotation. So go and check those guys out right there. Yeah, Schuster, I've had on my team in our fantasy league. Uh, I'm trying to look right now. I added him May 28th. Um, and actually, I think I may have streamed him a couple times, but I've held him on the roster since then. Um, he had a couple low moments, uh, but in the middle of uh, May, his last three starts in May, 27 points, 13 points, 13 points. He had nine against Washington in his last start. Um, I like Jared Schuster. He's been good. I think he's been a good good ad late in the year for me uh, as well. Now, Kevin, if I told you there's a guy that has won the starting job in the outfield, okay. and for okay. the month of June so far, I know we're not very far into it, but for the month of June so far, he's batting 440, going 11 for 25. Do you think that okay. maybe that guy should be on a fantasy team? I would I would just, you know, just off off the hand suggest that yes, he should be on a fantasy team. All right. He's on two point five percent of fantasy teams. Okay. He is the starting right fielder and has secured the job for the Cleveland Guardians, Will Brennan. And uh, he has been phenomenal. He's batting 274 on the year, four home runs, five stolen bases, 19 RBIs, 87 fantasy points. Uh, he did not have the ever, uh, the everyday role uh, till basically this month, but he has won that job over. And he had a walk off a day ago in the 14th inning. Uh, but right. Will Brennan is a guy that I put on my fantasy team this week. And I uh, was pretty ecstatic as I was researching him out a little bit. I thought, my goodness, how does nobody else know about this guy? Um, but he is available pretty much everywhere. And uh, I think a very valuable pickup in your outfield if you need an outfielder. Absolutely. You nailed and I looked at Man, I looked at Joey Weimer. I love Joey Weimer. He's rookie yeah, for the I, Brewers. I read about him. He's a guy he that so much fun. can look at. But yeah. It's an up and down thing for Weems, uh, as it is with all the Brewers bats. Uh, Will Brennan is, is I mean, flaming hot right now. He needs to be on, on your team. Well, not your team, Kevin. He's on my team. But he needs okay. to be on on, on somebody, people's yeah. team. This yeah. yeah, somebody <laughs> that's, that's out there watching us right now, when we get done, need to go and add him as soon as we say have a nice week. Yes. All right, let's get the drops, Kevin. We got we to gotta tell people who they got to get rid of. Unload. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to lead off with the same guy that I led off with a week ago. And because uh, it seems like the word's not getting around throughout the fantasy universe about uh, DJ LeMahieu. All right. The, uh, he had two hits the other day, but the rest of the time, the rest of the week, he had one. One hit. And that's all. And um, he, even when he had two hits, he only had two 
fantasy points. And you mentioned that uh, uh, what was it, eighty-seven points fantasy points that you just yep. mentioned he has. Yep. Okay, well, on the season he's played the entire season. He has seventy-eight fantasy points. Mm. So a guy that came up basically in June or so has, or, or in May, has more points on his resume than DJ LeMahieu. And um, I'm sorry, even though he plays for the Yankees, has all the you know recognition that goes with that, he just is not swinging the bat for me. So, and there are players that are on waivers that can give you more production than that. Yeah, that's my that's first true. guy. Yeah. He's got a guy. I've, I've got a guy that it makes me sad to say this, but. It's time to drop him for now. He's going to be valuable at some point again in the season, but now's the time to let him loose. And it's Milwaukee Brewers first baseman, Rowdy Telez. I did not draft Rowdy in any league that I'm in, and I'm a Brewers fan, and I tend to take Brewers because I like the Brewers. Uh, Rowdy Telez is one I passed on, and here's why. I was worried, first of all, would he be every day? Um, And he plays pretty consistently, but... The Brewers have been making some moves, bringing some people through. They've had some guys hidden really, really well as of late. So even that DH role is getting filled up a little bit, pushing Rowdy out every now and then. And he's been ice cold as of late as well, scoring 0, 0, 0, minus 1, 0, minus 2, 0, 1, 2, minus 2. It's been wow. ugly. One point over the last 15 games. And, uh, and I think that's enough evidence to say, yeah, he needs to take a break. Uh, and so uh, I think we're going to see him getting less and less playing time. He's still owning 60% of leagues. He's owned in our league by another Brewers fan, so it makes sense. But I think now's the time to go go out and find your first baseman that can do something. Uh, I mean, I, I dropped Jose Abreu this week, so it's not like first basemen are just floating around for free. But uh, I think you can find someone who can give you more than minus one point. Right. Uh, in the two-week span. And Rowdy Telez, as much as I love him and cheer him on, that he's would be just not a fantasy player right now. Uh, oh, yeah. No. And um, that ties right into my guy who, pitcher, he's at 60, almost 65% on. All right. Mm. And uh, unfortunately for him, on Tuesday, he goes up against my Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm talking about Lance Lynn of the Chicago White Sox. Oh, and uh, just when you thought this dude was turning things around, he gets tattooed for five runs on eight hits with three walks against those previously mentioned Yankees. And the Yankees have not been the hitting machine they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it has not worked out well. And if you're in a 10-man league or so like we are, even a 12-man, there's got to be a pitcher that – doesn't have a 6.72 ERA and a 1.56 width. Yeah. All right. And this guy, you know, he's walking people. It, it, it's just, it's just been awful. And so ever since when he pitched for the Rangers, he pitched well the first year up there, he pitched well for the White Sox, but it's been just a, a free fall. So if you're in a 10 to 12 man league, go and get yourself a better pitcher than Lance Lynn. You owe it to yourself. I agree with that. Um, I didn't have Jose Abreu on my list, but I did drop him this week, and he'd be a good okay. drop too. He's not been he's not been any good. 
Um, let me give you one that makes perfect sense. Everybody understands it, but there are still people holding out hope that in two or three weeks when he returns to the big leagues, he'll be what he used to be. Uh, Alex Manoa, let the man go. Oh, Save my goodness. Yes, yes, he's definitely. Sailing off into the water. You know, unless you're related to Alex Manoa, he's <laughs> got to go. He's got to. He's, he, we, 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 we need a radar just to detect where he is right now because it's somewhere where Tampa, I guess, or somewhere yeah, where Florida, Florida complex. Florida. And so, yeah, so. Come on now, guys, and um, I could tell you right now what his ownership rate is. It's on the fifties, way I think. too high. I can guarantee you that right now. I think it's like a fifty-six or somewhere in that range. All right, come on. There's so many yeah. Alexes in the big leagues right now. So. <laughs> All right, let me try. I'll go a different way. M A. But you're right. It's it's definitely too many. Yeah, definitely too many. There he is. He's at fifty six point seven percent owned. Yeah, come on, guys, we could do better than that. And um, he's not even in the majors. Like, right? and they you still he's going to miss at least two starts in the right? rotation. Let's let's look at this. You know how many outs, let alone anything else, he had in his last start. He got one out. Ugh. And the thing Ow. that he made it on TV. I don't know if you saw that. He was trying to blow the ball foul. That was rolling down the third baseline <laughs> because that was the only easy hit that he gave up that entire inning and the rest of it were doubles and home runs. And, and so, so yeah, so come on now guys, Alex, he's got to go. No question about that. Yeah. Do you, I've got one more. Do you have any more? Oh, you know, I've got, and um, another one I'm going to go with is another pitcher by the name of Patrick. Sandoval from the Los Angeles Angels oh, at 35% owned. And uh, all he did yesterday was give up five runs on 10 hits and just five innings against the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, And so his ERA is a little bit better at 4.52 and his whip is simply awful at 1.45. And uh, he's three and six on the year. And um, as I said, in 10 to 12 man leagues, there has to be a better pitcher available than that that you can go and get. So, Mr. Sandoval, I wanted to believe in you, but I just can't do it. I want to come back to that in one second because okay. I have Sandoval in my on a team. And I want to come back to that. Okay. Um, go ahead. I don't disagree with you, but I want to come back to it. All right. Last one I got. He's only owned in 3.9% of leagues, so why am I talking about him? Well, he's owned in our league. Uh, Paul DeJong, shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals, minus one point over the last 15. There are shortstops uh, available. There are guys adding shortstop eligibility, it seems like, on a daily basis. Uh, it's it, You should not be having anyone on your roster, um, especially anyone that's not a superstar on your roster, they can't put up positive points in a two-week span. Uh, I'm looking right now to see uh, who's available at shortstop. Who I has can get one right off the bat, Vince, and that's Orlando Arcea from the Atlanta Braves. He's at 24% owned, and uh, he had two hits today. He has two hits or more in four games this week. 
Man, and so, so negative one point in the last two weeks for DeJong. Matt McLean, who you already brought up, 34 points. Mauricio Dubon from Houston, 31 points. Ahmed Rosario, 28 points. Kevin Newman, 28 points. Uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falafa, 27 points. Uh, there are guys upon guys. Arcia, you mentioned already as well. There are so many guys that have scored so many more points uh, than Paul DeJong. There's no reason for him to be on a roster um, if he's on your team, friends, you've made a yeah. horrible mistake. And you might be a Cardinals fan. It doesn't matter. Let him yeah, go. Don't let it, yeah, don't let it, you know, don't let it cruise your, uh, you know, cruise runner right into the rocks because you are a <laughs> Cardinals fan. Well, I guess if you're in our league and you want to go ahead and do that, that's fine. Have at it, right? Have at it. All right, let so me let me come back to Patrick, Patrick Sandoval. Okay. All right, I'm in right. a... Uh, I made a huge mistake this year. I did it for the sake of this show, by the way. Uh, okay. But it was a, it was a mistake. This show doesn't mean that much to me. I shouldn't have done it. Um, 12, 12 man uh, league categories league. I did not draft a pitcher until the fourteenth round. I, I remember you league. saying that. Yeah. Um, my pitching staff currently, and I have made a whole lot of moves. Merrill Kelly, okay. Patrick Sandoval. Miles Mikolas, Ranger Suarez, Bryce Elder, Bryce Miller, um, Hayden Wisniewski, uh, Wisniewski, uh, Descalfini, Corbin Burns, who I got in a trade, and Dean Kremer are my starting pitchers in this league. Now, there is no, no cap on how many starts you can have in a week. And so I will pull guys through all week long just to add up the innings and the strikeouts. It's been killing me. I'm, I'm, oh, goodness, I'm, I'm horrible in this league. I think I'm one and nine or something like that in this league because I don't have anything going on in my pitching. And uh, don't wait till round 14 to draft a pitcher or else you have Patrick Sandoval on your <laughs> roster. I've never, in, I've, I've been involved in, in fantasy baseball for a few years now. I've never before ever come across somebody that waited that long to draft a pitcher. I just decided I got about – I was going to wait either way and go for for the other guys. And then after about round six, I thought, you know what? I wonder how long I can do this. And so I just decided I'm going to hold off. And I had some opportunities for some guys. I was like, no, no, for the show. I'm going to go okay. later and later okay. and later. And, uh, you know, if it works, then I'm this amazing fantasy baseball player. And if it doesn't, I just won't talk about it. Uh, but yet here I am talking about it. Yeah, and it, it kind of worked work. out like the experiment that the that the Hulk did on himself. There you go. Uh, so it well, didn't work out so well. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, so, I, so, yeah, so I if you're really into fantasy baseball, don't wait to the 14th round to draft a pitcher. Exactly right. take nothing away else from what we talked about today, let that be the, the lesson. But I did not draft Alex Manoa, so there's a positive, okay. <laughs> positive lining somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. A lot of Kevin, people what's... didn't think well of him, and there was every reason to go with that way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what's on the agenda this week for you? What What are you dropping? Well, I know you dropped. As I recently. said, that because uh, I had two articles that went out last week, and um. And uh, I was not planning it that way, but what, like I said, when I saw that this guy was getting ready to make his starting, it wasn't his major league debut. He made it the week before that. But uh, so that article is out there. And um, and also the article where I named uh, pitchers that are less than 10% owned in ESPN League at the time. 
it's not that way probably anymore but uh so two <laughs> articles that you can go to on on a belly up fantasy uh side of things and uh so you could do that and um so what's going to happen this week is as much a mystery to me as anyone else right now so we're going to play it by ear and uh you can always find me on uh on uh uh at uh, Kevin six two W I L S E A, and I just want to throw out there that uh, the guys that uh, I've been dealing with on on Reddit that respond to my articles, there I get more correspondence there than anywhere else, and so I get a lot of uh, positive stuff, a lot of stuff that you could just flush down the toilet. But uh, um, so I just want to give a shout out to the guys on Reddit. I, I appreciate you guys, and uh, keep it coming. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff coming out with Kev on bellyupfantasysports.com every single week. Um, I've got stuff that drops on bellyupsports.com. I haven't written a fantasy article in quite some time, but Kevin and uh, we've had other guys that have, have done a really good job. I might get back into it here at some point, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Kevin made a huge announcement for my show this week. Um, of course, I still have the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show every Sunday. The Sports Stove Podcast every Wednesday. My dad joins me for that. Um, then I do a local hour show. Uh, not doing one at the moment just because college has just ended. We cover Eastern Kentucky University. But we've added a f- new family member onto the Sports Stove local hour. EKU defensive lineman Ryan Jackson is going to join the program. We're going to put out some amazing content throughout the summer, getting ready for the football season. And... Moving ahead as well, other great content coming from Ryan. So uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have a kid. He's a team captain um, on the field every week, in the practice, in the locker rooms, all these kinds of things. Uh, Ryan's going to be a great addition to the show. So looking forward. If you like sports, if you like to hear it from an inside angle, Ryan's going to be that guy to do it for you. And so you can tune in to the Sports Stove Local Hour. It's an audio-only podcast. And when it drops, typically Friday mornings. Uh, it'll still be a couple weeks before we get our first episode out with Ryan, uh, but really excited about adding him to the team. And uh, he's a phenomenal football player, but he's a great dude. Uh, he's been involved in his his dad started a, a community not a 501c3 to train kids in football and basketball and baseball. And uh, Ryan has been involved in that most of his life, too. And I mean, it's, he's a great kid. So it's going to be good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. We got to talk about our league, though, real quick we as well, because we first we of all, dad scored a measly 420 points this week. Um, he will take out Brennan Myers, who I'm pretty sure is not paying attention anymore, um, even though he's four and five on the year. I looked at his roster and I thought, yeah, he's not paying attention. So we got to reach out to Brennan. But uh, dad dominates him 420 to 244. Kevin sniffed 400 this week, 398. Took out Nick Macaronis. Uh, Kevin goes to eight, uh, nine and one. Dad goes to ten and zero. Oh, by the way, uh, let's see here. Chase, he's going to win this week. Uh, a low scoring, three hundred eight, uh, but he beats out Drew Childs this week. He goes to four and six. Uh, Dan D'Amico, the defending champ, he's going to bump up to four and six as well, uh, taking down Nathan Nguyen. And I had to put up with the uh, co-founder of Belly Up Sports this week, Mike Brown. Uh, 439 for me, 285 for Mike. Mike, thanks for playing. Come back again some other time. Uh, so we <laughs> we definitely have to put out there because you know who's going head to head this week. No, I haven't looked at this week's schedule. Okay, so the schedule is it's going to be me versus Dale Stover, the two oh my top guys going 
locking it up head to head. So you'll definitely want to follow along with our league this pet. You know, I was talking to uh, Chase on our football show earlier this morning and uh, saying that uh, this is the kind of thing that you might expect to be on the, on the front page of the New York Times or somewhere like, you know, somewhere like that, USA Today, because this is what we get involved for two top level performers going head to head. So you'll definitely want to keep advised of that and definitely want to tune in next week to see what happens. All right. So, Kev, I'm, Dad listens to the show. Uh, so any words for him? Any intimidating words, well, trash talk? Well, just know I, I'm coming locked. I'm coming loaded. So bring on your power because I'm ready for you, and we're going to get and I'm going to take you down. So there you have it. I like it. I, I finally made it to 500 on the year. I had a slow start, but I'm climbing so, back. Uh, I'm at 500. It, 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 uh, it's just like last to... year, Vince. It, you know, we're, right. we're having flashbacks because, you know, you started slow and then all of a sudden, bam, there you were in the playoffs. That's right. And I made it quite the run. Uh, we got another 500 guy in, in the league as well. Uh, so dad still leads the league 10 and 0. Kevin's right there at nine and one. Myself and Drew Childs will be at five and five. Uh, then we got a bunch of guys at four and six, and uh, and then Nathan Nguyen. He's still there, man. One and nine, uh, but he's still there. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, so. All right. We yeah. <laughs> Just like his Oakland A's, right? Well, actually, because yeah. Oakland took your guys's down. Oh my goodness! So I guess yeah, we, yeah. It swept. Yeah, Oakland yeah, swept the Brewers. Yeah, so we don't need to talk too much about that. But uh, that, that does not mean to say that I all of a sudden believe in the Oakland A. Oh no, no one does. Okay, and the so problem is, is now no one believes in the one. Still applies if they're playing. <laughs> if you got guys that are playing the Oakland A's, which Miami Marlins, I didn't mention him. Brian Delacruz, outfielder mm -hmm. for the Miami Marlins, you might want to get him on your fantasy team as well there you go so, all right kev we went long that's okay we'll survive that's it right. uh hey thanks for tuning in everybody we really do appreciate it make sure you visit righteousfelon.com and mahlerbros.com using the code belly up for 15 off your purchase and of course make sure you visit bellyupfantasysports.com for all your fantasy needs uh well we do appreciate your support if you like the that's program right. make sure you share it with someone else uh, i know you don't like to give away all your resources but at the end of the day more people need more Vince and Kevin. So uh, that's share right. with other that's people. Right. You can never get too well. much of us. So. That's right. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Thanks. next week. Until then, we'll see you around the sports stove. That's right.